Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you, bigpodcast.com. That's the site. And this podcast, all about growing your podcast, making more money from your podcast, making more impact with your podcast. On this episode, I am talking about your first 1,000 listeners, but it's not really about your first 1,000 listeners. It's about getting more listeners and getting more engaged listeners. I call it your first 1,000 listeners because, frankly, you got to front load this podcast, man. This is where you're going to do the most work. Your first 1,000, sometimes that's the toughest. So if you can do this, you can get even more. And if you've got even more and you incorporate these things that I'm going to talk about into your strategy of growing your audience, maintaining your audience, keeping a relationship with your audience, you are going to do quite well, my friend. A quick note before we get started. Do I sound different? I'm fooling around with the audio connection that I use. I basically just switched out a cable. I may have been using the wrong cable. The wrong cable. I mean, you got my voice on tape. You've been listening to it for a while, but it may not have been as good as it could have been. And there's a funny story behind that. It wasn't me that switched it out. It was the radio engineer that I brought in here to rewire my system when I was doing an audiobook. But regardless, kind of a funny story. And it's one of these things that I think shows that it's always good to evaluate what you were doing. It may be working, but it may not be working as well as you think that it should be. And it may be something that you want to change. So I've been in the process of changing it and I'm going to come back with more information on that because uh, you might benefit from this. So I'm working on this. I've got Bandrew Scott on the case. If you're familiar with Bandrew Says and his YouTube channel, he said, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm going to test this out. So when I come back, I might have to bring Bandrew in here and talk about how to wire things up, man. Sometimes you can have it wired and it works, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like redneck wired, man. You know, I'm from Nashville. <laughs> we got these good old boys. No, man, I got that. And they'll get it going, but it might burn your house down. Anyway, more on that soon. Let's talk about your first 1,000 listeners, growing an audience, specifically your first 1,000 subscribers. I don't want people just listening to you. I want them subscribing. I want them being engaged with you. I want them telling their friends. I want super fans for you. This is something that even if you've got 1,000 engaged people, let's get another 1,000 engaged people. Let's get 10,000 engaged people. This is something you could be doing all the time, just at a different level. But let's start at the beginning, one to 100. I'm gonna give you a non-podcaster example to kick this off. This is going to help you see this from a different perspective. Nashville, just last week, we had an election. Mayor, vice mayor, and city council. You know what a mayor is? Vice mayor, city council in Nashville. It's made up of 40 people. Nashville's chopped up into 35 pieces. Each one of those pieces has one city councilman, plus the whole of Nashville has five at large seats, 40 people in total, each one of the 35, you got a fairly small area, much like your niche within podcasting. This is why I'm bringing this up. Maybe a month ago, get a knock on my door, knock, knock, knock. I always answer the door. If you listen to this podcast, you may have heard some of that tape because I'm almost always taping when I answer the door. If I see somebody and I think they're trying to sell me something, I'm rolling tape. I live in an urban neighborhood. You never know who's going to show up with a good sales pitch. A religious opportunity, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. I've been trying to get those guys to do an interview with me for years. Who better to talk about rejection and tenacity? Anyway, this particular day, about a month ago, 
not a religious group. It was a council candidate. And I could tell that by the sticker on her shirt. She was wearing her own sticker. I didn't know she was wearing her own sticker, but I made the assumption. So I walk out onto the porch. I said, you must be Mary Clark. She says, I am. By the way, that name, Mary Clark, I'm making that up because I'm getting ready to give you some dirt on some of the other candidates. <laughs> We're going to discuss what works and what doesn't work in an election because that, strangely enough, is what works and what doesn't work with your podcast. Now, it's been really hot in Nashville for the last month or so. Very hot, up to 100 degree days. And Mary's going door to door. So it's not an easy gig. Sometimes people want to talk to you. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're rude. I've actually done door-to-door work. I'll talk about that here in a minute. But having done that, I always try to be nice to people. You know, as a podcaster or radio host, I'm used to controlling the situation. When you're on my porch, that is no different. So once I knew who she was, I started asking her questions. I wanted to get to know who she was as a person. And one of the things that I asked her, I said, why did you decide to run? People have brought me in on the behind the scenes of political campaigns before. And it is tough. So we're talking, I ask her, why did you decide to run? And she said this, she said, I always wanted to, but I kept putting it off. I thought that I'd wait until I got married, I had kids. But then I realized that was just the patriarchy talking. And I was like, <laughs> it's like a record scratch. And I'm thinking, lady, you're talking to a 50-year-old white guy. I am the patriarch. <laughs> Read the room. Anyway, I joke. It was a bold move, though. We continued the conversation, had a nice chat, and she's really great. I walk my dog a lot, at least a couple times a day. And a couple days later, I'm walking him down the street and I start to notice Mary signs and they had just popped up. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, whatever she did, it was obviously successful. Mary's picking up some momentum here. Come back to the house. I see my neighbor out gardening and she's in one of Mary's shirts. But I'm thinking, well, she's gardening. Maybe she just needed a shirt because my neighbor, super right wing, she's what I would call a MAGA. Donates money to Trump, buys a commemorative coins, that kind of thing. She's not somebody who's worried about the patriarchy. And I asked her, I said, did you meet Mary? She goes, oh yes, she's a very nice lady. I'll be voting for her. I said, what? Mary's winning people over. Let's talk about your podcast and the big lessons here. Here's the first thing. It is tough to get people to take a chance on you. When you are a podcast, it is not unlike you knocking on a door, not knowing anybody, just knowing where they are, maybe that they could be interested in what you're doing because you're in the neighborhood, in your niche, but you don't know and people are busy and you're basically doing what Seth Godin would call interruption marketing. Somebody's doing his thing. You're showing up. Hey, pay attention to me. Subscribe to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. And it is very tough because of that to get people to stop what they're doing and take a chance on you. Almost as hard as it is to get people to get a sign and put that sign in their yard. Because that's planting a flag. Sometimes people, mm, no, nah, I don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to get in any kind of arguments with my neighbors. You know, because there's various people. There's three people running for the council. And it can get divisive. I mean, you're asking people to do a lot when you're asking them for a vote or to wear your shirt or to buy your stuff or to subscribe or for their time and attention. That is not easy. Second thing, it can be hard to win people over who may not agree with you. Think about my MAGA neighbor. Now, I don't know that Mary, when she knocked on the door, knew the history of this lady. I did. I would have been like, mm, I'm not going to worry about this. She arguably didn't know the history. 
I don't know how she picked the door she knocked, if she was going at every door or the registered voters' doors or who knows. But regardless, she took a chance on it. She won my neighbor over, not only to get the vote, at least as far as I know, but at least to give her a shirt and get her wearing the shirt and wearing the shirt outside where people could see her wearing the shirt. That is difficult. So how do you make this stuff happen? One way, this is what Mary did, one person at a time. Maybe you're thinking this. Well, that sounds like work. But if you're looking to get your first 1,000 subscribers, or you want people who are going to stick things out with you and buy your stuff, listen to every episode, respond to your messages, this is a very good way to do it. We could do an email blast, pay for an ad, subscribe to my podcast, take a chance on this, do this. Yeah, maybe they'll download an episode, click on a link, buy a cheap product if you're selling something on the low end, $7, $10, just to keep people in the funnel, get something free that you're giving away. But as far as sticking things out with you, taking a chance on you, giving you more than just one episode as far as winning them over, becoming part of their daily lives. These conversations, knocking on every door, knock, 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 hi, Mary. I decided to go against the patriarchy and run. <laughs> Even if it's potentially the wrong thing that you say. And I'm not saying, by the way, that was the wrong thing. I mean, look, I'm on her side. I voted for her. I agree with it. We need more diversity on the council. Great. So just to be clear, I'm not trying to be the middle-aged white guy here. I'm just making a joke. But you could say the wrong thing and you could turn people off. However, it is much easier for you to win somebody over if you were right in front of them. It is much harder for somebody not to like you when they know your story and they see that you are trying and they can ask questions and you give answers back. So if you're looking for the first 1,000 subscribers, you want people who are going to stick things out with you, buy your stuff, tell their friends about you, this is a very good way to do it. A few episodes ago, I talked about podcasting lessons from Taylor Swift. I know her first manager and he told me a story about Taylor Swift. She had just released her first album. And he told her, he says, if you want to sell 100,000 records, you need to get in front of 100,000 people. And that's what they did. They did the same thing that Mary was doing on my street, knocking on doors. They literally got in a car and hit dozens of radio stations. So not going to just individual people, but going to these individual people who had big towers, who had relationships with other people, their listeners, and through these big towers could reach their listeners with her music. They got in a car, hit dozens of radio stations. They did live showcases, meet and greets, kiss babies, shake hands, bring pizza, bring donuts with these radio stations. Let people get to know her. Let people get to know her songs, who she was, why she was writing the songs. Fall in love with her, not just the music. Taylor Swift didn't just happen. And neither did my new council person. And neither will you. Let's look at what happened to Mary, the council candidate on election day. There are three candidates in the race. This is why I'm not using her real name. <laughs> We're going to talk about what happened to the people who didn't win. One of these candidates, she had big money behind her, big money. Almost, uh, we could say bought and paid. If you look at where the majority of the donations for her campaign were coming from, maybe 15, 17 LLCs, but they were all owned by this one guy. It was that kind of thing. Anyway, big money behind her, 396 votes. That second candidate, she was a native to both Nashville and the area that she is in. Again, this is one out of 35 areas of Nashville, a very small area. She lived here all her life. She works in the area. She's got some online reputation, a good lady. 
She did a little bit better, 697 votes. But Mary, the only one that I saw knocking on doors, and it wasn't just my street. A friend of mine on the other side of the neighborhood, a couple weeks prior, she had texted me, oh, I just met Mary. She sounds great. Because I was talking to her, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Anyway, she remembered the conversation. She came to me, and that's my point. When you have these conversations with potential listeners, they have friends who are going to also want to listen to you. They just don't know about you. So the potential listener, the person you're bringing over to make a listener, that person is now an advocate, an evangelist. Somebody's going to do your marketing for you. So when we talk about getting a thousand fans, a thousand subscribers, a thousand listeners, one at a time, yeah, it seems like slow work. But if you've got a few of those people like my friend or a few of those people like the guy with a radio tower who can put your music, your <clears throat> music on that tower and broadcast it to his friends. You can see that this is very powerful. It's not just one-to-one. It's technically one-to-one, but it's actually one-to-many. But you got to get in front of people. Getting in front of people matters. They've got to experience you in multiple ways. Not just reading something, hanging out on social media, or maybe you're doing videos or newsletters or books or even podcasts. All of those things, multiple ways. Letting people be interactive with you, that matters. Listening to people, that matters. Not only is it a great way to make people feel appreciated, it gives you great content. You never have to go out looking for content ideas when you have an open door for your audience. Let's take it back to the first 1,000 listeners, not just the general concept. But remember that this is for growing your audience at all levels. You need momentum to get a new podcast going or a new anything going. Sometimes we start with people we know and we should, but they need to be the right people, not just warm bodies. If we want to move forward, we're going to have to reach out to new people. Imagine Mary knocking on doors to win people over. Have you ever done that? I mentioned earlier in the episode, I've done it. Scary as hell. I did something that you would think not a lot of people could argue about, that you would think a lot of people would be into. And that was, I wanted to put more trees in the neighborhood. I had the money, the trees were free, going to put more trees in the neighborhood, in private yards, along the street, more trees. It's going to cool the city down, better oxygen. Who would be against that? Well, as it turns out, a lot of people. And I still remember thinking, if I'm going to make this thing happen, we're going to get more trees on this street. I'm going to have to win some people over, especially if it's going to be my street. I want a good looking street. So I'm knocking on the door. Some people happy to see me, some people not so happy to see me. One guy kicked me off his porch. He was really mad. Get away from me. I mean, didn't really listen to what I was talking about. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I can't sit there and argue with you, you know? And you're going to have that when you promote your podcast. Some people are going to be jerks. They're not interested in what you have to offer. That's okay. You're not looking for just warm bodies, man. You're looking for the right people. And there are a lot of right people. And there are a lot of warm bodies that you can see if they're the right people. Don't get caught up on one person. Sometimes we do that. We put so much into our podcast. We front load this thing, man. We're thinking of ideas. We're outlining. We're in the studio. We're recording. We're editing. We do all of this work before anybody hears anything. We know that's going to be accepted or not accepted. And it can hurt when it's time to release it. We put all this work in and there's crickets or worse, people come at us with this negative energy. But you know what happens? It's scary. And that's why you see your competition not doing it. With these three council candidates, for example, yeah, it's easy to take money from a rich guy. Yeah, cool. Give him the money. Just blast a bunch of TV ads. I don't have to do anything. 
Or I'll just get online. I've been in the neighborhood for a long time. I know a lot of people. They'll come through for me. But it's that real hard work, going door to door on a hot summer day, getting rejected. That is what gets the job done. That tree planting experience, by the way, there were some up and downs. But now what happens is I'm able to go up and down the street with other things that I want to get done. People know me. I know people. They can vouch for me. They've had a good experience. Even the people who didn't come along with me on that first journey, they see the results that I got. They see those trees start to grow, literally and figuratively. So, oh man, I wish I'd done that. So they see me show up again. And there becomes a point when you keep showing up that it's not subjective, it's objective. It can't be denied that you care and you're going to keep showing up. The same thing is going to happen to your podcast. But to get this going, you've got to knock on some doors. So that is my challenge to you right now. What are you going to do today to win people over? It can be small. It can be one-on-one. Have your plan to win people over. Are you going to knock on the individual doors of people within your niche? Or are you going to go for those tastemakers, the people with power, the people like Taylor Swift went after? Or are you going to go for both? I would go for both. Don't just do one thing. Do them all. Same things with the content that you put out. Not just your podcast, newsletters, books, blogs, in-person speeches, one-on-one conversations, teleseminars, webinars, video, audiobooks, whatever. Do it all. Or as much as you can. Don't just sit in the corner playing it safe. Do something that works for you, but do stretch yourself. Try to diversify. Have those conversations. You will win this. You will get those conversations going. You will get those subscribers because of those conversations. But you got to start. So do that now. If you need more help, hey man, I'm available. When you're ready to work together, let me tell you how I do it. It's called Big Podcast AMP. That stands for Audio Monetization Program. This is the URL. It's Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com bigpodcast.com slash amp amp again it stands for audio monetization program you can work one-on-one with me and also the group of great podcasters that i put together you're not going to be alone there's a community here man people working just as hard as you are like i mentioned sometimes podcasting is a lonely place you're in your closet the corner of your room wherever you are you're thinking oh man is anybody going to listen to this yes yes but you don't wait for them to come to you you go to them And I can help you do that via Big Podcast AMP, bigpodcast.com slash AMP. That has more information. Go there now. And while you are on the site, do make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Build a big podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. I'm here all the time and I made it easy for you to subscribe. Again, bigpodcast.com, that's the URL, but you're going to make it bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. One click is all it takes. Android, iPhone, you want an RSS feed? I got it, man. It's all at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there now. Do subscribe, and I will see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.